Hello, I'm Claire Cooper. And I'm April Wilde. It's time to kick back, relax, and surrender. Surrender. Welcome to With Intention Podcast, a place where we grow, we flow, we delve deeper, and peel back those layers and just learn a little bit more. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. So welcome to this week's podcast. Firstly, we wanted to give a massive shout out to all you amazing listeners. Myself and Claire have just been in shock on the thousands of people who have been tuning in to this podcast and leaving reviews and joining our growing community. And I am so, so excited for our special guest today. We are talking to Paula Lane, a super inspirational woman, actress, mother, who many of you might know through her six years in Coronation Street, playing Kylie Platt, and so many other roles since then. And at the moment, she's doing a lot of theatre as well. So me and Paula met many years ago um, when I was teaching pregnancy yoga classes and living in Hebden Bridge in West Yorkshire. And I was in awe of how much she does and juggles in life but also how calm and present she was with a busy acting career and juggling kids. So today we want to have an open conversation about life, about finding balance, about mindset and much more. So welcome, Paula. Hello. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on and welcome, Claire, as well. Thank you. I'm so excited to meet you, Paula. I don't don't know whether our, our paths have ever crossed at Soap Awards or... They must have done. They must have. We must have been there somewhere, drunk in a corner. I don't know. You know, it always happens at these events. You know, Um, but welcome to the show. So glad to have you on. And and uh, April spoke so highly of you. So we're delighted to have you here. Um, So yeah, I don't know. Where did you Where do you want to start? Yeah, uh, April. Well, how's uh, we just wanted to check in first. Like, how's life? Um, What are you currently up to and juggling at the moment? Because I know six years ago when we met, you were. Well, I suppose coming to your end of your career in Coronation Street. Yeah. So it maybe yeah. you can tell us a bit about what you're doing now. And yeah. yeah. Um, life's good. Life's good. I'm enjoying 2023, I have to say. I um I had a busy end to 2022. And I really wanted to kind of have January as a bit of a reset. So I had a few goals in mind. And I feel like I'm pretty much on course to, you know, get through it um, happily, not with any January blues, I'm pleased to say. Um, But I'm currently, um, I'm just about to start rehearsals for a new play, for a tour, actually. So that's going to be a little bit of a challenge family-wise. And at the minute, I'm just desperately trying to get as many lines under my belt as I can. And there are just reams and reams of them. So I'm, my head is literally like bursting at the seams with all this language that I'm desperately trying to get my head around. But I'm loving it at the same time. And I'm really grateful to be uh, yeah, accepting a new challenge. I honestly don't know how you actresses <laughs> do it. Like, let alone when I have to remember like lines for a yoga class, but for doing like a whole script and a whole movie or Oh, television program. It's just repetition. That's all it is. It's just sitting down and repeating it over and over again and finding trigger points. And, you know, it's just discipline. I say just discipline, but you just have to be relaxed and just find your method, really. But it's taking the time. And obviously, that's something that a lot of us don't have to hand. Well, do you ever find that, um, do you ever find that with scripts, if they're really well written, you can remember them, but if they're not, if they're poorly written, it's very hard to actually get the text into your head and remember. I always find that. And I go and I'm thinking, why isn't this going into my head? It's because it just doesn't either connect with me or the writing doesn't sort of work for me. Um, But I always find that, but you're right. It is the repetition. So I always have to take myself off in a corner and repeat and repeat and I do it before I go to sleep as well and hope the next day in the morning that it's there I'm yeah. praying that it's in my head in the subconscious <laughs> yes yeah. sometimes I need at least 48 hours but when you get a big spiel so I'm with you I know how how <laughs> intense that can be and when you can't find time yeah to learn yeah like what do you do with your kids when you're trying to learn tell me because I need to know I need these hacks um well I mean I'm very fortunate now mine are both in school Oh, yeah. So they are, my kids are eight and six and a half now. So I do have periods of time where I can kind of allocate, you know, say like 
an hour to sitting down and just reading like one act or whatever. Um, last night I was really grateful to my mum because she came round and uh, we just went through that one and just picked it apart, like literally page for page because actually in its entirety, it makes me go, oh my gosh, how am I going to do this? So it's a really good lesson just to go, okay, baby steps, we'll just literally pick it apart. And that's what we did last night. So it does help obviously to have somebody willing <laughs> And my husband is great, but he's not always most patient to say he's an actor. He's like, oh, God, you know, you've messed it up once. Try again. Come back to me in half an hour or whatever. This is the same as our house. I'll do it. And I'll go, no, 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 just come back when you know it. And I'm like, I no, I need to rehearse this. I need to go through it with somebody. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I can I can completely relate to that. But it's almost like it's it's like anything in life. You know, you look at thing in in the whole, and it's quite quite overwhelming, and you get like swamped by the mm. the emotions that it can bring up. Mm-hmm. And I think you can look at a script or a situation with that feeling. But it's like you said, you got your mum over, you took it into sections, and you sort of took bite size mm. chunks from it. You know, and and so something that you could digest. Exactly. And I think there's a lesson in that actually in in life as well. Absolutely. Um, just going back to what we were saying at the beginning about um, January and that's how I'm achieving my kind of goals this month is just to do things in bite-sized, you know, sizes. So, for example, um, you know, it might be that I do 15 minutes cleaning in the morning and that's all I do of the day. But I know I've done that one room and that's fine. You know, it's, it's kind of just not getting to the point where I'm thinking, oh, I haven't done this and I haven't done that. It's like, no, I've done that little amount and that is sufficient for today. Thanks very I much. Think- we put too much pressure don't we on ourselves like I think so many people set these resolutions for January like right I'm gonna lose this weight I'm gonna do this I'm gonna uh, checklist off everything and actually I I think we were talking about this on a few episodes ago like about setting intentions instead of seeing it like a resolution like we need to change ourselves and resolve ourselves Mm. actually just doing little little small things each day that start to create a bigger picture and a calmer more balanced life and like like you say in the morning I like to just kind of get my cleaning jobs done because I know it'll balance my mind out Mm -hmm. if I have a clutter cleared house and then I can get on with more for the day and I was going to ask actually as well have you got any other like daily rituals you do like do you get much time I know we met when you attended my pregnancy yoga classes many many years ago and I know you're into more alternative things and yoga and do you do any like meditation practice or and you're big into running as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, my life's quite varied at the minute. I got a dog um, in 2021, uh, October 2021. So he's now a ginormous door with a ton of energy. And he likes to be out the door. Actually, it's getting earlier and earlier, which is just, honestly, it's crippling me because I'm, I'm exhausted, actually. Like, he had me up at six o'clock this morning. My kids didn't even get up at that time. So, um. Tom and I have decided because it's winter, you know, we need to be kind to each other. So we actually now alternate it, which wasn't always the case. And I had to kind of say, look, I'm, I'm struggling here. Like I'm really tired. So we we take it in turns to walk him. And um, I like, you know, where I live, April, I live really remote. So it's in the middle of nowhere. And my friends, funnily enough, said to me, you're not frightened walking in those fields in the morning. And that's my home. That's where I feel safe. And I'm like, look, if anybody wanted to get me, I mean, you know, I probably wouldn't stand a chance, but I feel like it's all open space. You know, my dog's there with me. He's my kind of warrior. I feel um, like we have to explain a bit, like the Yorkshire, like I lived right <laughs> on the moors, just up the road from Paula when I lived in Hebden Bridge. And oh my goodness, the landscape and like the heather and the wild that. grasses, it's just amazing. And like, but it gets so wild, like the winds and the snow and I'm sure you've had a lot over the last month but it's like but then it's quite clearing in a way isn't it because yes. to wake up to that extreme you know it kind of wakes you up for your day that's it even if you know even if the sun isn't shining even if it's windy as hell and you know it's blowing a gale I kind of embrace that and it's like oh no I've done that kind of 15 minutes you know the dogs walk now and he's kind of sorted and it's a test but it's a good one and that's what I enjoy about living up here. It's battling with those elements and then translating it into life. So that actually when I do go out, say, to the city, I'm like, this is an absolute doddle. This is a breeze. What are y'all complaining? <laughs> that's so true. I love it. And because you seem to keep such a... Well, when I met you, I, I, I didn't know at the time you were an actress, but you're just very calm and, and present in what you do. Like, how do you maintain that? Because 
I'm sure there's a lot of people that juggling as much as you do would mm. be all you know that might be yeah. very stressed out and um go 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 all yeah. the time mm. I'm very self-aware I think I I know when uh, things are getting out of hand for me I know what my kind of um I know when I'm kind of getting to the point where I'm about to sort of like burn out if you like so um obviously you feel it naturally like you start to get ill poorly and things like that but my anxiety will usually spike and I think oh I've, I've kind of overdone it here now I've put too much on myself or I'm not taking enough time out just to sort of do some breathing exercises so like what you were saying before when I'm in the fields I'll I'll take time just to like do some deep breaths or I'll I'll practice gratitude or I'll talk to my uncle who really sadly passed away um early last year because that's another story that's mm. kind of really sort of changed my thinking and um I'm sorry yeah no it's it actually I'm um, so that's why this is why January is such a kind of good time for me now instead of kind of seeing it as a oh it's kind of the anniversary time I'm seeing it as a a chance to really kind of move on so I'm feeling actually really good and quite calm about it all but it's allowed me to kind of really take stock and look at things in life and just really appreciate them and and not take things for granted and that's so, exactly what so he was true. all about yeah when we yeah. lose someone close we just have this new it's like this mindset shift of seeing the strength that they go through, especially during their passing and how much strength they had to have. And then mm. all the people it leaves behind as well. And you look at life a bit differently, don't you? It's coming up to the anniversary of my, losing my mom and it just really, it really does awaken you. And I think you have to, um, yeah, just set more time and, and start to appreciate the small things in life, don't we? You do, you do. I mean, unfortunately we didn't get a chance to be with him around that time it was very very sudden so that you know again it was like a, a totally Shock. different experience yeah exactly um which is why like I said just live for the moment basically yes. and you know when, when people say hold your loved ones close that's really what I try and practice now so all my <laughs> remaining family members literally have my arms around <laughs> whenever whenever yeah. we get chance now <laughs> I do feel that the older we get the more you start to cling to people. I'm, I'm looking at my mom, my dad, my brother, everybody around me so differently. Um, I, I, I don't want to lose a moment with them. Yeah, and totally I mean, agree. you know, and I'm trying to find that, you know, more gratitude every day. I look at my husband, you know, you, you may be fallen out the night before over something silly and you've made friends, but I think it's just not, it's not worth the energy. And I kind of try to not go down those sort of, I don't want battles and yeah. I just want to find gratitude daily. And I, and I think, it's so easy to go down those holes of not feeling grateful every day. And, and what, you need to start reaching out to those people that have given you energy at some point in life, whether that's been good or bad, you yeah. can kind of build bridges as well. And I think that I'm, I'm in that process at the moment. My, my, um, especially with my dad, we have a strange relationship. It's great. He's a wonderful, wonderful man, but it can be a bit disconnected sometimes. So I'm trying to be a lot more patient with that at the moment. Cause I don't, I, I love him dearly, you know, and you, uh, you feel time yeah. slipping away. Yeah. And just kind of understanding that we we are all built that little bit differently, aren't we? And we do kind of live our lives that way. And I guess it's just kind of accepting people that, you know, sometimes they might make decisions that, that you wouldn't necessarily make, but it's working through it, isn't it? It's acceptance. Yeah, You're right. You're absolutely right. That accepting of situations and people, we fight it constantly, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's a a situation at work or whatever but if we had less resistance mm. if we were freer and and mm-hmm. sort of more malleable and we we flowed a little bit more yeah the well, situation would be better wouldn't yeah. it really you two must have had when you were in the public eye a lot I mean when you're in Hollyoaks or Coronation Street and how did you deal with that because I suppose a lot of people have different views about they, they make a kind of assumption about how you live your life I suppose after characters that you are like you were Kylie a very you know interesting <laughs> character I mean did I look I had a little research because I haven't actually I wasn't big into Corrie or like I, I've never really been big into soaps I'm so sorry to say but the when I, I was reading up a little bit online before we were chatting and didn't this character sell her son for 20,000 pounds oh yeah and the rest <laughs> God, like I was, it was so interesting. Like the character must have been really interesting, but then that must have depicted a lot of people chatting about how you are in real life or making some. Did that happen? Did yeah. you find? Um, 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, not really to my face. I have to say, I was very lucky. <laughs> I made a conscious decision. I mean, I've, I've said this many times, but you know, I knew, I knew the reality of what being in a soap was going to be about. So I, I purposefully wore my hair different. I would, you know, wear glasses in the supermarket because I'm a very shy person. I'm a very private person. And, but also it comes with the territory and people want to talk to you. They want to know what it's all about. And that's absolutely fine because you're in their living room mm. seven nights of the week if they're <laughs> really keen. <laughs> and that's it. They feel like they really, really know you. I mean, I yeah. used to sort of, actually, they were always really disappointed when they met me. They went, you don't, you don't sound like Jackie. You don't look like you're really short. And I'm like, yeah, it's all, it's a bit of makeup and a bit of acting going on there. But, you know, it was, um, no, the whole thing of the public eye, actually, I didn't really get it very much because people didn't recognize me. So I don't know whether you because, you know, they made you up so much in the show. And like you said, you're very different to your character, which some people struggle with. Yeah, um, your characters were quite different, like quite interesting because you're both big hoop earrings and mm-hmm. kind of that kind of chavvy look and things. It's quite interesting that like you played quite di- in similar characters, but in different shows. Yeah, yeah. No, it is. I mean, I just... um I obviously just wanted to make her so different to me. I didn't want the, I didn't want her to be in any way similar to me, really. So I would purposefully, you know, have them do my my makeup like you know terrible. It was it was awful. <laughs> like it wasn't done nice at all. And then um, like my costumes were really garish and loud. And and I thought if there's ever a time where I'm happy in anything she wears, that's the time to go. Mm. and and it kind of did sort of get to that point I remember being in my dressing room one day and I kind of sat there and I thought I'm done I'm Mm. I'm I'm really done and you know there is a wealth of opportunity there it is a fabulous place just wasn't for me forever that was Mm. all it was people say did you want to leave did you want to be killed off and you know yes I did want to leave no I didn't want to be killed off but it was out of my hands Wow, um, and that scene, that killing off scene, I, I had a little sneak peek and I was like, it's powerful. Like even I got emotional and I didn't even, um, I've never watched it before. And I was like, it was really a strong <laughs> killing yeah. off scene, wasn't it? I mean, it, it came from the heart. I was I was eight and a half months pregnant at the time. So I was very like aware of being on my wow. back. I had Penny wriggling around all the time. Like, I was trying to do all these like really emotional scenes. Um, but and I how did you balance that? I mean, with being pregnant as well, because eight months pregnant to do such a strong yeah. death scene, did did you find that that would affect you emotionally in your home life and things like that? Did you have to really put boundaries in when you got home? Um, set and- it was it was a really tricky time when I left. I almost went into mourning. I'm not going to lie. It was a really really hard time to be um, that pregnant facing such a a big transition in my life um and that stayed poor penny bless her I mean you know we've got such a fantastic bond but unfortunately like when she was born I went through a really really tricky time emotionally and I'd say for the first two years of her life all I did was sit and panic about work Mm. what work wasn't coming why my phone wasn't ringing had I made the right choice and it does get me quite emotional when I think about it because um, she kind of like really carried me through and she's absolute dynamite. She's an absolute rocket. And honestly, she feeds me so much, as does Arthur. We've all, we've all got an incredible bond. But at the time, I just wish that kind of somebody had said to me, uh, it's going to be all right. You're going to be absolutely fine. But it was a, a really, really hard, hard time to go through. Um but one now, actually, that I'm really, really grateful for because I'm so much stronger. And if ever, kind of, you know, say, for example, if ever I was very fortunate enough to be able to have another child in the future, I think um, I would I would definitely, I don't know, tune into life a bit more and mm. not be so kind of fixated on the what ifs and the buts. And I would oh. certainly be more in the present. What I a th- transition. I, I mean, yeah, so, I think- sorry. Yeah, go on. Go no, no, I was just well, I was just going to say that the leaving of a big show such as Coronation Street is a huge thing, and people don't realise that. Mm-hmm. And there is the natural worries of money when it's going to come in, and what's the next opportunity. So I think what you felt is really normal, and I think everybody that leaves a show, every jobbing actor out there, mm-hmm. can relate to what you just said. 
mm-hmm. it's it's not an easy transition it's not what people think it is you know the public and so on so just sort of leaving a show it's a huge step so I congratulate you especially mm-hmm. you were you were heavily pregnant when you did that as well I know how you got through that that transition I mean and and it's even the shock in our bodies like going through a massive transition like that like you were working so much and then mm-hmm. going from that to giving birth and then welcoming yeah. a new baby that you don't get sleep and you're you've got a whole other set of responsibilities mm. I don't I think people don't underestimate how tough motherhood is because mm. in our society we don't talk about I think I feel like there's this people love to tell you how well their babies sleep and how you know how oh you know my baby's a good little, little um it just doesn't cry much and things but it's it's always tough with a newborn I mean I'm um, nearly going into my third trimester now yeah <laughs> so exciting oh, congratulations. I, thank you and I, I know that it will be you know it's going to be a transition there for anyone but I couldn't imagine going out of a big show just before you're about to give birth but I have to say Paula working with you through with the pregnancy um, and how you adopted that Catherine Graves hypnobirthing oh, and yeah. how you had an amazing home birth how you did that is so inspiring to so many women because you know if you could touch on that a little bit because we do have a lot of listeners that might be trying to get pregnant or pregnant or had children and I think you know what what made you want to get into that style of birthing as well well I attempted it first time around with Arthur and I said I say I attempted it because literally I read like one chapter in a book and thought got this (laughs) And then uh, it hit me like a 10 ton truck when I had Arthur. And my mum will say, oh, it's because you were, you know, you were so thin and everything was too tight and compact and all this. My mum was a midwife, so she knew what she was talking about. <laughs> but um, I wasn't prepared. And obviously, it, it, you know, it was a boy and he was a bit bigger and he was a bit smaller. But I never forgot my experience with Arthur. Arthur was born at home, but unfortunately I had to be, um, I had to go into hospital after for just some care and things. So it wasn't quite the you know dream that I thought it was going to be. So when um, when I was expecting Penny, Catherine approached me with the KG hypnobirthing method, and um, she was fantastic. She drove up from Wiltshire every week to my house. Oh, every great. week she arrived, and me and Tom, you know, she really invested in us. So likewise, you know, we um, we really kind of like yeah got involved with it and. Um, she took us through the different stages and we practiced and practiced and do you know what I had the most amazing birth I was with you the day before I remember because <laughs> um, she was late and I say that because obviously in hypnobirthing you don't focus on a due date mm. as such because baby will come when baby is ready but um, about a week was it no it was about two or three weeks before it was um, I had all these midwives saying oh you're small you're measuring small and I was like I'm not small I know she's absolutely fine and I knew in my heart she was fine but I said look if you want to do any other tests then that's fine but you get a certain script that you are allowed to follow or that you are encouraged to follow you know step one being thank you very much I take your advice and we're going to have a think about this step five moving on to being okay I'm not listening anymore I'm walking out the door thank you so much for your help and advice farewell so it did sort of get to that point because they were like baby needs to be out now and this was at like 38 weeks and I was like no no but I think I think in this day and age we're so used to kind of wanting things and having things now that if there is the opportunity to do that a lot of people will take it but they're not always aware of, of, of the choices as well that we have like you don't have to be induced if, unless there's a medical reason yeah you don't always have to go down that route well now like one so in three thankful. it's like one in three that have it it's absolutely yeah. amazing it's such a there's such a pressure to go towards mm. that and like you say you know scans can be very like well inaccurate and you were told you're measuring small but often baby knows best and yeah you know, like she's nearly seven been... pounds so she wasn't small by any stretch um so I was with you the day before and then um I walk in the night and it was like yes my body's doing it this is amazing and I laid down with Arthur and um just went through kind of like the first stages on my own and then um really put it into practice and it was phenomenal don't get me wrong it was as you both know I remember thinking this is really hard Mm. but I'm gonna do it I'm in complete control and I whistled all the way through it like in the first stage I remember going 
Oh, just interesting. Out interesting. I love it. And then, um, and then, yeah, she was born in the water. I had a water birth at home. We hired a pool. How beautiful. And, uh, yeah, it was unreal. And the midwives, I'll never forget, I had a student midwife present. And she just said, I've never seen anything like that in my life. I know she'd not been going at it very long, but they were all completely flabbergasted that, you know, they'd never had this experience before. No, but my many don't, especially when yeah. you live like and more remotely as well they're like what why wouldn't you go to hospital you know they they worry about you and yeah I've been at so many births now where you know even some midwives have come on scene that haven't ever experienced a home birth mm-hmm. and they're still like wow this is incredible to watch yeah. I wish more medical professionals like actual doctors and consultants could yeah. see the way, the other side of birthing as well because yeah it's that's so beautiful and it's yeah. just such a gift and that ha- would have helped you through I'm sure your tough transition as it was but then hopefully Mm. it gave you some strength to recover better after the birth yeah definitely I just wish that I'd um I contacted her actually afterwards because apparently there was more of a postnatal course that you could follow and I never followed that up and I really wish that I'd kind of put that into practice so for anybody that does attempt Mm. this um know that actually it carries on after which I think is actually when it's really important I think I would have definitely benefited from that um yeah I think that um there's something as well a lot of people don't know there's this support available to us after we mm-hmm. have a child because uh this I I'm like a doula but I know I would always recommend someone gets even a, if they don't want them at the birth a postnatal doula mm-hmm. so they come and they just help look after you maybe help look after other kids make you food you know get you yeah. all set and they do little ceremonies around recovery and there's this great book about the first 40 days and making sure that you don't do too much and Mm. that's something that's very big in the eastern philosophy but something we need to adapt into our lives more and take I think our western world's so busy isn't it and we need to but also toddlers guys (laughs) (laughs) I've got a two and a half year old (laughs) oh you are and a a 10 week old (laughs) and it's really hard to I stayed in hospital I actually had hospital Mm. births but they were, they were everything that I wanted them to be. I, I initially, had, well, the first one wasn't. I had an emergency section. It was not what I planned at all. And this time around, I was a VBAC patient and I did it. And all the midwives yes. were just so <laughs> supportive. They were like, yes, yes. And the doctors, it was a completely different situation. And my take on it is if you're going to do it in hospital, investigate your hospital and the team behind it Mm. because a lot of them want you to have natural births but there is this other agenda that's pushing c-sections and everything else Mm. so that aside toddlers and recovery (laughs) is a whole other thing and you you almost don't really have time I'm being honest like I I had more I had a little bit of time but not enough that's the truth I think it's we've lost though this because obviously I'm welcoming my fourth baby soon we've lost this sense of community a lot of our families live far and wide like my dad lives in Florida and there's lots of different things going on and I think we you know as women especially mm. need to connect together more and help each other out you know I follow a few people on Instagram who have these little eco communities in other countries and like this one lady Ellen Fisher that I follow in Hawaii but they share so some of the mums might have all the kids one day so the mm. others can rest and I feel like that would be Acting. so important that would be amazing. <laughs> yeah we need this is what we need <laughs> if we live closer we should do this <laughs> I mean I was really fortunate um in our little village we've got a local play group and that was my savior on a Wednesday on a Wednesday morning for two hours snack duty was a bit of a pain I'm not gonna lie hope nobody's listening to this I used to be like oh not me again I'm gonna make now and you know if you get the odd keynote that wants to do bacon you were like oh man what am I gonna do now <laughs> I can't just buy something from Alvin it's <laughs> always I, I find since sending my kids to school isn't that like there's so many like baking days and all these oh, things gosh. I'm like and so many people put loads of effort in and I'm like oh my god am I a bad mother <laughs> no not at all um but but that that little morning on a Wednesday used to really help me and I would get myself up and I'd get my face on because that yeah that was something that I really kind of um I really wanted to kind of hold on to you know I wanted to put my mascara on when I had and that helped me through actually I wasn't it might be different if I ever decide to have another one um which is absolutely fine because I think I am more relaxed now but at that time I wanted to put my makeup on I wanted to have my hair done I wanted to be dressed and ready for the day so it's whatever works for you isn't it at the time and I I find those little groups that you go to because I go to a couple it's it's not necessarily what the kids are doing or the babies are doing it's just for me to be really honest it's just seeing that their kid is equally as disobedient (laughs) as mine (laughs) 
<laughs> and it's absolute bliss seeing it for a moment. And and I feel like, oh, thank goodness. I know April and I, I go, uh, Ocean just keeps repeating himself. And she's like, it's all right, Grayson's the same. And I'm like, you know, and we, we just keep, it's, it's like such a wild age, this toddler stage. And it's so precious because it goes by so quick. So I don't want to rush it either. Yeah. But at the same time, it is so intense it's kind of like a constant reel isn't it like I need my dear, uh, dinner I need dinner but it's like you're making dinner and you're like whoa Scott. <laughs> I think that maybe it gets easy Paula when they're it's all a form at, of um... torture I think that isn't yeah. it really um it does get easier and I know that people say that but honestly I really do feel like at the minute apart from the dog because he's a little bit crazy um <laughs> You know, it's carnage in the morning, trying to get all the shoes on for the school one, and he'll like bulldoze me out of the way. And I mean, but we <laughs> love him to pieces. It does. It definitely does. They're like my mates now, and I, I, I genuinely, genuinely enjoy their company. Oh, I really lovely. do. Um, so it's completely worth it. And yeah, they they're challenging in other ways, um, but they are they're great kids. I have to say. I wanted to ask you as well a little bit about because I know that when say celebrities or you know you guys that have been in the public eye have you know a, a lot of them have like their own social media pages and they're very can be very kind of like show a bit showy offy and we were talking about this the other day me and um Claire about this Instagram versus reality they put out a reality maybe that's not a bit damaging for normal people if you know mm-hmm. what I mean and and I just thought it was really inspiring when I was looking through your page you're very real and um you know you're just so I love how you like you know, barefaced, you're out in nature, you're running and you're just like quick pick, you know, and then you're off and, or you're on like getting ready in your rehearsals. And I think, you know, is that something that's always been natural to you just to be very real with people? And cause it doesn't happen a lot. You don't see it very often no. in this day and age. Mm. I think I've just never tried to profess that I know everything because I don't, mm. I don't know everything. I'm not going to tell somebody that, you know, this is the way they should live their lives or, <clears throat> because we are all so different but I, I, I that's just it's just not what I'm about I think there's nothing worse than looking at somebody on Instagram with a with such a strong I don't know it's it just definitely just isn't me it's something that I've never been comfortable with I'm a people person I will be your friend um I will look after you you know I would I met um Sammy Winward on um pantomime recently and she was like a breath of fresh air it was like literally working with somebody who holds all my values and it was you know it was a friendship that's been born um kind of like centering around being there for people in the flesh not necessarily over social media and I really think we're going to be able to carry on that you know that new friendship um and that's not always something I'm used to in this day and age I think we do all kind of like you know communicate more through social media now and Mm. things like that and I'm definitely wanting to like kind of fight that and and go back to basics really um there's nothing better than being with somebody is there in the flesh it's so sharing things it's like um this getting this balance as well and having time off our phones and just being Mm -hmm. able to sit and actually be with someone over Mm -hmm. lunch or a coffee where your phone's not pinging by your side constantly and you're checking it it's nothing worse than that is it like when you sat with someone and you just you feel like they're not fully present and yeah I feel like oh, we I need know. that especially as women like that's why it's a big thing for me like having community and circles and meeting regularly and really because we have got so much on in our lives and yeah you know and I think a lot of false stuff when we look on Instagram we're scrolling we're thinking oh I want to go on that holiday I want to be yeah. look like that I want to but actually it's a lot of the time these people having deep issues major too, issues they, yeah mm-hmm. that aren't voiced and that's what I'm about I do I genuinely you know I like to share things that I feel are important to me, not what I've been paid for, not what, you know, I'm just Sponsors doing because and I might get some freebies. I genuinely like to celebrate my natural life. life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I don't put my kids on there either. I don't know if you've noticed that. That's something that I've always been. Um, I did. Yeah, I did notice It's that. not that I judge anybody for doing it. I just felt for me it just wasn't where I was at I've never really wanted to put them out there they're they're going out there naturally bizarrely in their own right because both of them got work last year um I really oh yeah getting into acting well yeah I'm I'm kind of like going we're just going to do this really lightly (laughs) and if they want to carry it on then then they can do um it was just something that happened very very naturally not to do with me and Tom nothing 
You know what? That's so fun though for kids. Like I, it depends on the character, of course, and every kid's so different, but you know, it's so social for them and it's fun and they can, you know, yeah, jump into different characters. And I think kids generally just have that imagination. It probably comes easier to kids, if anything. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it was, it was hard graft. Um, They did, they, they kind of got a, an insight into uh, what me and Tom do. So I don't think, I think they you know, they got a bit of a shock, like being on set is hard. <laughs> it's hard work. Um, it's long like hours for, for those people that don't know, it's very long hours and you're often it's sat cold. on a hard chair. It's I'm... cold. You sat on a hard chair, maybe in a period <laughs> costume or whatever you're in. Um, and it's not what people think it is, but it's, but you know what, to go and do what you love mm. to, you know, and when I'm on set or when I'm on stage or whatever I'm doing mm. to do what I love actually raises my vibration. And I feel like then people around me get the best of me, you yeah. know, they, they get a, a version of me that's buzzing with energy because yeah. I feel like I'm fulfilling my dharma a little bit there. I don't know whether you get the same energy when yeah. you're working that oh, you sort of yeah or even like that's been one of my new year's resolutions to go and see more theatre mm. um which I've been very um you know I've been able to do so I'm grateful for that. Um obviously organizing a babysitter it's not easy is it? I mean I've I started a job last year and the director um, opened up the meeting with me and she said, so what theatre do you enjoy? And I went, <laughs> and I thought, I do this for a living. This is so embarrassing. I've got my own drama academy and I can't even sit here and tell you like mm. what theatre I like because it's not current because I've been, you know, I have got relatively young children and and you can get into that like bedtime routine and it's not always easy to get out at the 7.30, mm. you know, to a show. But I thought, you know what, I'm, they're at a stage in their life now where I, I, I can actually do it. So that was my New Year's resolution. I've been to see quite a few things and it's just that buzz, like you say, um, to be able to come back and be like, oh my God, it was amazing, like the music and the visual effects. And and obviously it does spur me on so that when I can go on stage, I know what it's about. And like you're saying, you know, your well is full. That's how I describe it. I'm, you know, your creativity has been um, given a boost. Yeah, I I was certainly challenged. Sorry, I was certainly challenged the other day. It was just before Christmas, I was auditioning for something and we happened to be away from home as well. My husband read in for me, but he, you know, I had my baby there in the audition. You know, that's the reality because we didn't have anybody else. We we don't, we're a really small team. It's not like we have a plethora of family around. Emmett's family are in Ireland, Mm -hmm. mine are in Yorkshire. Uh, Mum doesn't drive. And it's sort of, it's very difficult. So when, when mm. I want to work or have time, I'm like scrabbling. I'm like, I sometimes can't get my brain in gear because I know I've got this hour to get everything in. And then I've lost 15 minutes panicking in my head. How am I going to organize this hour? So um, does anyone else feel that? Yeah. <laughs> anyone else you that? just don't know where to start. I, I think everyone that. gets that just in life. Like you get an hour to yourself and then you're like, you know what? I just need to breathe. Like I just mm-hmm. need 10 yeah. minutes just to go. Oh, like, yeah. and I feel like sometimes the school day goes so fast and you're like, oh, I need to get back, yeah. you know, and sometimes yeah. you just need a nice walk or just to ground you before you can even get things done. And you know what I say to myself sometimes as well, if things are getting a bit too much, I say, um, I'm not anxious. I'm, I'm just excited. Yeah. That's all I it like is. And, and, and spin it on its head so that when you kind of get those, I say the shapes, that sounds awful. Yeah. You know, like when you can feel yourself kind of like, you know kind of in a bit of a high tense situation I'm not anxious I'm just excited it's a good way of of flipping things absolutely but it is all all about mindset isn't it like uh everything in life is just how we see it how we believe you know and it's interesting you started such an early age as well I saw online it said that you I didn't know this before but you went into acting school at 19 in London was it and like Yeah. yeah. yeah so that was like how you kept a level head through all this is amazing. Like, where did you quite go? Normal? Where yeah. did you go? Which school did you go to? I went to Central. Oh, I auditioned for that. <laughs> well, I remember sitting in the Embassy Theatre and they pointed out the first two rows. You know, it was a packed, it was a full, um, full house. And they said, yeah, like, what did they say? Some 20% of you will work. Yeah. Oh gosh. And I went, pressure. Oh my I God, went in 19. my head. Well, no, because in my head, I went, that's going to be me. I'm going to work but that was how confident I was back then and and it's sad that actually as you get older and life kind of like plays its part you do lose a little bit of that Mm. but then you gain other things as well don't you I think you um I don't know you gain that kind of maturity 
in other ways, in good ways, a bit more wisdom, perhaps. And I suppose you don't care about as much what people think of you, because I suppose at that young age, did you find that when you were a teenager, like the pressures of being a certain way, looking a certain way? I felt that a lot as a teenager, but then as you get older, you're like, this is me. Like, I don't care what anyone else thinks, you know? Yeah, I definitely feel more settled into myself now, for sure. Um, But I mean, gosh, when I was in London at 19, nobody could understand me. (laughs) Honestly, they kept getting my name wrong. I I can't, what what are these? They used to think I was called Baller with a B. And I was like, how long have you like been like in this class for months and you still think my name's Baller? I was like, it's Paula. And I used to have to like have to change the way that I was speaking. I would never do that now. Was it mostly Londoners then, or was it a mix? Like not many Yorkshire lasses. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, there weren't that many Northerners in my year, which no. I really struggled with. And it, I suppose I did come across a little bit bitter in the end. Um, but it served its purpose, honestly, because when I left, I did quite well because I was in a minority. Um, did, you know, did you get straight mark. onto a TV program as well? Like Heartbeat was it, or something? Like, yeah. In a way, that's yeah. great though, isn't it? Yeah. Straight in. Yeah, with um, a casting director that's unfortunately no longer with us now, but he he really took an interest. And I remember at the time, um, there were some like resident ITV, you know, casting directors all in one office somewhere in London. And I think my name had been battered about a little bit, which always helps. So um, I went from kind of one job straight to another, all on screen, but something that I'd never um, pictured happening I thought I was going to be doing theatre because that's what you train for really mm, yeah. three years intensely we are sponsored today by supernova living an amazing wellness powder that is packed full of adaptogenic herbs and proteins it's got red maca wild chaga ashwagandha and so much more I literally in the morning just shake it up with my gorgeous almond milk and it's just fresh and ready for the day to get you feeling plant powered and ready. So if you want to try this amazing organic powder, just head over to supernovaliving.com and use the code with intention to get your 20% off. Enjoy everyone. Um, so then obviously, <clears throat> actually Emmerdale came up before that I was really close to getting a part even before I left drama school. And right. um, lovely face diaring. Um, she remembered a letter that I wrote her, I hand wrote her a letter. And she had it on her desk and she invited me up and I've not even left Central at this point. So, um, yeah, it, it kind of started happening very, very quickly. And, you know, people, yeah, did take an interest, which I was, um, yeah, very fortunate. And I'm always fascinated, like, with where this came from. So, like, me raising kids right now, like, I mean, like you said about, like, in underlying confidence, my little six-year-old is already... I love football so much. I'm going to be a premiership footballer. He's like, he can't even accept if anyone, you know, is above him. He's like, I'm the best. <laughs> so yeah. it's interesting this, when you said about mindset, was this something, did your parents instill in you from an early age? Were you, did they expose you like to stagecoach and acting school from an early age? Like how, could you tell us a bit about your childhood as well? How you got into it? Um, no, completely the opposite. <laughs> really? Totally the opposite. I have got no family members in the arts. Um, right. Apart from I've got very artistic family members, as in painting and things, but um, nobody in the performing arts. Um, I didn't get to go to the theatre as a kid. Uh, I was from quite, you know, I was from a single parent family. So there was no, um, you know, kind of like encouragement, you know, like their kind of thing. Like like Penny and Arthur have got now with mummy and daddy practising lines. They're around it. They are, you know, they're experiencing it every day. I didn't have anything like that. And um, it was a school play, just a primary school play of Cinderella. And I remember, obviously, family members had said in the past, oh, she's really funny or she's just got a way about her, the way that she delivers lines or, you know. And uh, it was just that. It just ignited. And, And I just remember thinking, I just feel really safe doing this. I just, I just knew I could do it. Just deliver a line and make it believable, I guess. <laughs> That's, That's what amazing. it's about, really, isn't it? Um, and then it just kind of like, I guess it just grew from there, but I wasn't serious about it um, until I went to, oh, I was going to be a nurse. I was going to follow my mum's footsteps and I was going to go down the nursing route after high school. And my mum actually said to me at that point, just try, just go and see. You can always do nursing. They'll always be crying out for nurses. 
So just go and see. And I did. And um, never really looked back. That's where I met my husband. Gosh, so we were 17. Yeah. Um, And I actually, I actually did a dance pathway. I um, was supposed to do the acting pathway and then could hear all the classical music coming from the studio. And I, I was just drawn to it. But again, I'd not done any ballet training or so it was like working from the ground up. All these other, you know, um, students that had been really lucky to have had the training. I had to literally start from, you know, yeah, like I said, the bottom and work my way up. Um, so that's what I did. And actually, it's paid off later in life when I have done parts where there's been mm. dance involved because I've got that training under my belt. And now I teach it. So, gosh, it must have just been ingrained in me naturally somewhere. Um, wow. Yeah. So tell us, then, tell us about your academy because you just said now you yeah, teach yeah. it. I really want to know about your academy because that's amazing. Because <laughs> all those people out there that live in your mm-hmm. area, maybe mm-hmm. that's something that they can connect with. Yeah. So we've been going now um, seven years. So we started that just after Arthur was born, and um, we just started really small. Actually, my friend, my old colleague Jack B. Shepherd, he'd done it first of all, and said to me, you know, I think you'd be really good at it. And he was right. And Tom and I, we do really compliment each other. You know, we both, he trained at Lambda, I trained at Central. We're both from like working class backgrounds. Um, <clears throat> and we just really try and I guess put everything we've got into it on a weekly basis. And it's not that we follow like, we, we're not like um, a stage school, like a musical stage school. We will, we write scripts. We do lots of improv. We you know, get a sense of what they kind of want to work on the kids. A lot of them aren't like singing and all dancing jazz hands. A lot of them really are like they want to kind of explore acting on a bit more of a deeper level. And that's what we pride ourselves on, really. Um, And it's fabulous. We've grown now. So like I said, we're seven years old. We've got about 70, 75 kids. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, so we teach four hours on a Saturday and we've just started a midweek workshop as well. And where can people find you and what's the name? Just so if anyone's listening and they're in your area. So we're the Lane Shore Academy and we're based in the Town Hall in Hebden Bridge. And we teach from the ages of five up to the ages of 17. That's I might brilliant. need to hop in. I need a trip to You know, it's interesting you said because I always found when I was growing up, it was all sort of like as much as it was great performing arts, which was always all the singing, the dancing, the acting. Yeah. But I just wanted to focus on the acting. But yeah. there was nowhere that was sort of kind of encouraging that that serious side of acting. Mm. The the because what I found when I went to drama school, um, everyone was so well read. Mm. And then, because I, I don't know, I don't know, it's because I was Northern and I was from West Yorkshire as well. We just didn't seem to have access to all this, this mm. literature that I should have read or no one was encouraging me or pointing me in the right direction. So the fact that you guys have this school that can kind of support children, that they can look at these acting methods, mm. they can look at all these practitioners and they can look at books and, and scripts in a different way. Yeah. I wish that existed when I was, yeah. you know, I mean, it wasn't my narrative or my route, but yeah. certainly for my children, if they want to pursue that, I would be looking for a school yeah. like what you're doing. I mean, I, I don't profess to know everything, you know, <laughs> like when they come in, I don't say, you know, I mean, I got a, a first honours degree in acting and I, and sometimes I think, really, have I? Did I? <laughs> um, imposter syndrome. Oh, it's awful, um, isn't it? But I, I just go off my flavour. What what makes me tick? What works for me? And just try and give them a little bit, you know, yeah. Of, but isn't acting just again. storytelling though? At the end of the day, and you're, you're yeah. just telling a story. And yeah. I think what I found with drama school was I don't know you felt you can take bits of it mm-hmm. and apply it, and you don't know you're applying it. It's just been mm-hmm. built into you a little bit, and yeah the way you look at a script, it does yeah. change, it does evolve, but you can still pluck those gems that you learned yeah. from drama school, from those teachers that kind of gave you a nugget and you can apply them. I think, yes, you can go super deep and, you know, you've got method actors out there. That That's just their way. There's no yeah. right way as long as you tell the story yeah. truthfully. And I yeah. think that's what should be encouraged. And I, it's great that you do that school. Fantastic. Hey, come on, ladies. What's it like for us that don't go to, have not been to acting school? What's it like when you actually go to the <sighs> opera academies and the college? It's you know? intense. I mean, Holly, you say, you know, talk about your experience, <laughs> but I found it very, very, very intense. And I worked damn hard because I got a scholarship to get in and yeah. it meant the world to me because I was from a working class family mm-hmm. and, you know, I wasn't going to waste the opportunity, but it was hard. And I put a lot of pressure on myself yeah. and I used to cry a lot at night because I didn't know the script or the lines for the next day. And I'd be so worried, but actually, you know, 
I had a brilliant time because I was yeah. with like-minded people and teachers that wanted the best out of me. Yeah. So it wasn't like I was at school and failing. I was in an environment possibly failing in moments, but I was being lifted up as well. But yeah. that was my experience. Def- I think mine has definitely come into play the older I've got. I always say, I wish I could do it now. Hmm. I'm ready now. <laughs> I love it. I'm ready now. Thanks. <laughs> Rewind. <laughs> um, it was so deep, the teaching at Central it was um Laban based you know the movement all that and I didn't know how to translate it into the acting world but now I do mm. so that like you're saying Claire you can pick those little nuggets and apply them when obviously it's necessary um so I'm really you know I look back on Central and I'm I'm really I do have very very fond memories I also you know I did not struggle there I just had to dig deep I missed home I missed my mom um my mum's quite a religious person and you know she might take me to mass on Sunday and I'd just sit there and I'd cry I would I just literally had all this like this emotion that was just locked in and I just needed to release it and it was like being in the city going from the contrast of, of being up here where it's you know pretty quiet I am kind of like cocooned in a way in this you know on this hilltop to then be in a fast-paced city where nobody talks, nobody really interacts with each other. I know it's different now, and I'm, I'm, I'm really fond of London, I have to say. I love going down there. But um, at the time, it, it was just such a different place to me and a different environment. Um, but I do look back and I think, wow, I was so young. So young, but I did it. You know, I'd, I'd pat myself off to... Um, the, the zoo because we used to have annual membership there at central because we did a lot of zoo study a lot of animal study mm. for character what were you by the way what what animal did you end up being <laughs> do you know what it knackered my back I'll never forgive them for that <laughs> um, I was a vulture did you do a vulture I was a vulture it. can you believe that's that? awesome like, why what what am I giving off how long do you have to be a vulture you? for? A whole term, April. <laughs> no, and then way. you have to anthropomorphize it into like a proper real deal human. Um, I bet no, you have nightmares like... about it. <laughs> I, I was a meerkat. No, it stayed, isn't it? What were I you? A, I was a meerkat. Oh, but lovely. listen, there, there was this one guy. I've got to tell you the story because you just made me think of it. He was he's, he wouldn't mind, but he ended up choosing to be a gecko, and um, he just stood like stuck himself to the wall for the whole class and didn't move. And we all sat there for nearly an hour while this guy was a gecko. No wonder he, he was being that. so authentic. <laughs> but honestly, you know, when you just want to cry with laughter, but the teacher was so serious and really like, this is amazing work. Yeah. But I'm like, he's just stuck to the wall. He's not doing anything. He could be asleep as far as he's I'm concerned. He's just chilling out over there. He's just having a sleep. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, the funniest things in at drama school happen. Yeah. Like, you know, it, it yeah it is a challenge and it is a serious it's private mm-hmm. education ultimately as well mm-hmm. um but uh yeah animal studies was a good one but like you say fun. I mean <laughs> I think it's good that you do you know that you do have challenges there because you do put them into practice later down the line they are setting you up for a career in the arts yeah. and I feel like my training did really do that a lot of what I experienced there has been reflected you know later on down the line I don't think people realize how tough like going through that is at such an early age as well being taken from home in this Mm. new environment and it sounds like such a challenge to go through I mean when a lot of students might be at universities Mm. partying the way through uni you're focusing mm. on getting a proper acting career going I mean I went to Moscow I went and trained with the Moscow Arts Theatre for two weeks um with the Bolshoi Ballet and this you know fabulous um yeah prima ballerina who, who taught us and, and I totally embraced that because obviously that's not what Central was about so I was like oh here we go come on here you know I found my calling <laughs> I'm going um, to Moscow see you have bridge um but what an experience to have wow you know and literally I begged borrowed and steeled to be able to go on that trip because money when I left Central in so much debt oh yeah. it was only because of Corrie that I was able to pay my student loan off god knows how much it would have been if um I wouldn't have had the opportunity so you know I really do sympathize with other people that are, are just starting out because I dread to think how much it is now oh I, I yeah I wouldn't want to look at all mm. um mm. I went to Guildford Guildford School of Acting and they're all much for muchness in terms of like course fees and how much they are and I don't know there was a point though I think when I went um the government had created like 
um, funding for for the arts and then it just disappeared mm -hmm. so I don't know what people have done since and I think before yeah. that a lot of people that were coming from wealthy families could just go yeah but maybe the real some of the other talent not real talent because there was plenty yeah. of talented people that were wealthy but there was lots of talent that mm -hmm. that couldn't have this education so I'm hoping the government will keep supporting that mm -hmm. you know I, definitely and I was going to ask also, as well oh sorry go on I was just going to say um there's so many tools actually out there now. I'm not obviously doing this to to um, disencourage people from going to drama school, but it's not the be all and end all. You know, you can find other pathways. There are a lot more things out there now. Um, Charlie Brooks has launched this I Am Pro, which I believe is doing extremely well, you know, learning the tools of other people that are in the industry and, you know, ways in basically. Mm -hmm. So don't feel the pressure if, if it isn't for you. Um, whether that be financially or because you don't just want to tie yourself down for three years. I, I don't think, you know, it's like I said, it's not all the be all and end all. There are other it feels ways. like the world's changing a bit, like with social media as well, that a lot of people who are just creating their own content online, mm -hmm. even doing their own videos. I mean, even my little girl, she's nearly eight. She follows like these these little influencers, yeah. that, you know, do videos from home and they're getting like acting jobs and music careers. And I'm like, mm. what on earth? Yeah. So it's like, there's so many different channels you can go down yeah. like and just start creating, I suppose. And obviously, you know, with kids, it has to be with the, like with the families. Yeah. But I also think what's quite interesting is that people think that you have to be classically trained to be an actor. You don't. Mm. My husband's an actor and I'm an actor. Now I'm classically trained. He's not, but he's a damn fine actor. Mm. He's phenomenal. And, you know, like, you know, exactly what you said, Paula, it's not the be all and end all, mm -hmm. be all and end all, sorry. Yeah. Um, and we all find our own roots in life. And I think, yeah. you know, and and we need to move away from what we think is the, you know, yeah. what we're trying to say. I'm trying to sort of the say The world is moving on, I think. It is. Mm. It you. is, you know, and I think we have to be ready for that. That's mm. not to say, you know, I still respect a lot of the classics. I'm really glad that I've got a lot of them under my belt, like Quality Street, where I'm about to take on. I genuinely, hand on heart, don't think I would have been able to have done that had I not got my central background. Um, yeah. It has really kind of like, you know, stood me in good stead. Same here. Um, but yeah, like you're saying, it's not for everybody and people yeah. shouldn't feel pressure either. I was going to ask Paula as well, so kind of what your goals are then if you can oh, yes, to wrap up for, on yeah this is a good yeah, one to wrap so up like on. well and and if you use things like I don't know manifestation or looking ahead have you done like a vision for this year for the next few years have you got any big dreams and goals and we thought we'd also end I brought some little cards oh, as well we could pull a card <laughs> um <clears throat> I just want to keep being kind to myself that's all it is um I follow I don't know if you know, I do a lot of Strala Yoga, Tara Styles, who's based in America. Oh, I love she, her. She's fab. Yeah. Oh, gosh, yeah. she's my idol. Um, I'm a big fan. And she always says, if you're going to do one thing, you know, for yourself today, just be kind to yourself. So that's mm. what I'm doing. Um, I would like to make a return to screen later in the year. So I'm manifesting all that. And I'm going to, you know, obviously do this stage play and do it very well. But six months of the year and then hopefully um some tv work's gonna come and if it doesn't god it doesn't, yeah, doesn't it will. it's already out there for you it's out there for you you've it just will. put it out on the podcast it's now attracting <laughs> but i put some I, well maybe this will give us an intention so i brought the moon deck today it's actually a pack that my mum gave me i've got her little signature on which is really sweet yeah. and so yeah we like to pull these cards every episode and it just gives us a little intention for maybe our year ahead, maybe just the next cycle. We just had a new moon. So, well, mm -hmm. wherever we are in the moon cycle, it's going to help us. So let's have a little pick here. Mm -mm. Ah, so I live each moment with a presence of gratitude. Oh, how beautiful. There you I go. Think, yeah. And weirdly, it's got a picture of a pregnant woman oh my gosh <laughs> so uh that must be me at the moment <laughs> getting preparing for giving birth or maybe in future you might be having another you never know <laughs> wow. we will see never say never <laughs> <laughs> oh so that's it's been so lovely having you on Paula and like just to connect with you again you just came to mind a few weeks back I was like oh I need to check in with Paula and see how she is so we are so so grateful Thank you coming on the show and just giving your wisdom to our listeners I think we love to kind of chat to such different individuals talk about life and you've given us so, so much 
food for thought and, and positivity you, today you also have such beautiful earthy energy that's just so oh, gorgeous you, thank you <laughs> it really is guys I, I mean if you don't watch the video you can just feel it off you you've got wonderful grounded energy mm. so oh. thank you for sharing that I'm really no grateful. I'm very happy to share thank you it's been gorgeous to see you both and I think I'll have to bring the kids along to the theatre because you're not oh, too far yeah. away so is it all right for little kitties to come along and I think so I th- I'm gonna definitely bring Arthur and Penny I think a lot of it will go over their heads but um yeah. they'll love all the imagery and you know they, they're getting more and more into the theatre actually which we went to see Charlie and the Chocolate Factory um oh. <clears throat> yeah a couple of weeks back now and just looking at their little faces not judging they weren't you know they, they're not affected by it just yet they will take it for what it is mm-hmm. and I need to take a leaf out of their book sometimes as well you know just go with it um, the teachers aren't they sometimes the kids exactly. with the students <laughs> well have an amazing day today and yeah so much gratitude you. for you coming on and oh. yeah we'll see, end it there all right lots <laughs> thanks of so much bye bye, bye. bye. <laughs> If you've enjoyed listening to With Intention, why not give us a fabulous rating? Help us connect with more like-minded people like yourselves and build out our fabulous community. Or subscribe to our podcast and you'll never miss an episode.